one of us lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way. Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning. Good morning. Welcome to the show today. It's so wonderful that you are able to be with us here today. The title of the show is How to Have a Joyous Holiday Season Without Going Deep into Debt. My guest is Jeff Swartz from Consolidated Credit Canada. Um, This organization offers trained credit counselors who work with individuals to develop a plan to pay off debt as quickly as possible. It's a time of year for giving, and Jeff's going to help us develop a strategy to keep our giving in line with our own realities. Uh, It's a time of giving to family and friends and also to our communities. A large percentage of total philanthropic giving is done in the month of December. And part of this is because it is the season, and part of this may be for tax reasons. But whatever the reason, Step Right with Lynn, we'd encourage you to plan your giving Do some research to make sure that your giving has meaning for you. As we come towards the end of the year, I'd also like to remember, uh, remind people, um, if you had planned to make a contribution to uh, your registered education savings plans, um, it's best to get that done now, sooner than later. Don't leave it till the last few days uh, of December, or we may find that there's not enough time um, to get that credit in for um, for this year, for 2014. The other plan that's like that is the disability savings plans as well. Um, you want to get those done be- by the end of December. Um, sometimes people um, have the idea that they're going to do that in January, but that's the RSP that we have that opportunity. These other plans, we need to get it in on the calendar year. So, um, Jeff Swartz is a dedicated professional focused on assisting individuals and families in need. He has a broad range of expertise in areas of nonprofit strategy, market development, and business operations. He is responsible for all activities related to the operation and manages all credit counseling, creditor relations, and personal finance education endeavors. As well as being named the Executive Director of Consolidated Credit, Mr. Swartz is also President and Co-Founder of the nonprofit registered charity Jacob's Ladder, the Canadian Foundation for Control of Neurodegenerative Disease in Toronto, and is a Director of Project Giveback, a passion-based organization teaching children how to give back within their community. His talent and passion has brought over 150 businesses and community leaders to further the objectives of the foundation and has raised in excess of $1.2 million for research and outreach programs. The foundation has funded research studies in Canada and the United States to help develop and discover and develop diagnosis, therapies, and screening for rare neurogenetic diseases. He has initiated and funded an outreach program in combination with three other nonprofit groups to educate medical personnel and the public about rare genetic diseases and the tests that are available. 
As well as being a community and business leader with over 17 years experience, Mr. Swartz also holds a Master of Business Administration from the University of Miami in Florida, as well as a Bachelor of Arts from the University of Western Ontario, and is a Certified Commercial Investment Member designation and is a previous winner of the Kaufman Community Award and the Kaufman from the Kaufman Foundation. Mr. Swartz is married with three children. Welcome to the show today, Jeff. Thank you so much, Lynn. So, as we come, we're we're right in this um, preparation for the holidays and and spending that happens on that. Um, How much do Canadians spend on the holidays, Jeff? Well, they spend quite a bit, and it is really as big as we think it is. now, uh, before I get into that, Lynn, I, I just wanted to address one thing, if I might. Um, sure. Your opening was fantastic. You, you talked about a bunch of different things, and I, I want to keep that as a backdrop as we talk about money and numbers and spending and electronics mm-hmm. and all that sort of good stuff. But really, the backdrop is uh, what are the holidays really about, and okay. how can we maximize the impact of the holidays for both on a personal level, but also to our loved ones that are around us during that time. So let, let's kind of keep that as a backdrop, but I, I, I do think the numbers and all other things associated with the holidays are rather important, but if we keep that in the back of our minds, it may shed some light on opportunities for Canadians on how they, they focus in on their finances. But uh, going back to what you, what you originally asked, um, I mean, numbers vary, and depending on the poll, but it's really a significant amount in most cases. And and according to BMO's 2014 holiday spending survey, the average Canadian plans to spend just over $1,500, mm-hmm. and that's down uh, from just over $1,800 in, in 2013. Okay. Now, despite it being down year over year, still adding an average of $1,500 to your spending, it's going to impact your budget in a big way. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, if if half of Canadians or almost half of Canadians are living paycheck to paycheck, how are they going to fit an extra $1,500 into their budget? So it is a big impact. And um, the other thing that that BMO uh, was able to draw from the survey was that Last year, 28% of people took on debt for the holidays, which means that now, they... Now, what was that percentage to, again? That was 28? 28%. Yeah, okay. 28%. And that means they're going to spend even more in interest as they continue to pay off that balance from last year, if, unless they right. paid it off full in, in January. Okay. So these are the, the other, numbers. The other, that, the other statistic I just wanted to clarify before we went on. Did you say half of Canadians living paycheck to paycheck? Around half of Canadians, and then it varies. Some years it's forty-seven percent. Other years it's been fifty-two percent. Okay. And that's a, that's according to the payroll Canadian Payroll Association. And what that means is that if they were to li- lose one paycheck, as little as one paycheck, they're going to be struggling to make ends meet. Right. Okay. All right. And then let's, um, you know, let's discuss what, um, you know, what taking on debt uh, looks like um, to those people as well. So, um, so when we're getting caught up in, in this shopping, um, do most people 
you know, make a plan or is it impulse shopping that's that's putting um, pressure on the budgets? Um, what's that picture look like? Well, in most cases, and, and, and truthfully, the, the, the retailers and the marketers are like, they've done an excellent job at marketing to us and, and reaching us in, in, in all different ways at all different times along all different mediums. And their focus is to get us to increase our spend. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that often occurs outside the plan, if we've made a plan at all. And so impulse shopping really becomes our mortal enemy at this point. When you mm-hmm. think about it, and I'm sure you do it in your practice, but budgets are all about planning. And impulse shopping is all about making a purchase without serious thought and typically occurs outside of that plan. You're, mm-hmm. If you're prone to impulse shop, it's going to take you off of your budget. There's no question about it. And and as we enter the last shopping week before Christmas, and this is where impulse shopping is rampant, stock is running out, people are inclined to make stupid purchases or even maybe more expensive purchases than they otherwise might. And right. that's when impulse shopping takes hold. And the effects of that impulse shopping aren't apparent right out of the gate. It, it's going to happen months and months and years down the road and how it impacts mm-hmm. you and your finances. But I, I thought I'd give you another stat. Moneris, okay. who handles a lot of the transactions out there, uh, uh, the, like the credit card transactions, mm-hmm. they report that on December 23rd, they had the most credit card and debit transactions of the year 2013. And the peak of those transactions took place between 1.45 and 4.45 Eastern Standard Time. At a rate of, get this, at a rate of about 439 transactions per second. Wow. Does that speak to you about people leaving to leaving things to the last yeah. minute and, and, and panic buying? Yeah, 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 for so, sure. That that sounds like a, that sounds like a sitcom right there. <laughs> it could be. Yes, I could just picture it now. Yeah. Uh, it, that's where the that's where some of the problems lie. Um, right. If we're planning ahead for this, if I mean I've even heard someone says to me as recent as today is, well, you know, maybe we should be buying a gift a day or a gift a month. If we've got twelve gifts to get, mm-hmm. why don't we buy a gift a month or something along those lines? And then you know, by the right. time December rolls around, we're pretty much done our shopping, and we don't mm-hmm. have to fight with malls and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And, you know, the the thing is we don't do things in an ideal way. But, I mean, the ideal way is to is to budget something every month away for the holidays as well. Um, I don't know what the stats would be, you know, towards people that really do that, but um, <laughs> that would be the ideal as well. One gift a month or, or some money put away every month. And even if we take so, that stat that they plan on spending $1,500, Lynn, uh, if you put away $100 a month, I mean, you're probably yep. 8% of the way there. Right, right. Uh, cer- certainly far, far in far better shape than if you didn't put $100 a month away. That's right, that's right. Yeah. So what about the great deals, like the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and Boxing Day, and um, are those helpful for us? Do do those help us or do those hurt us? Uh, on the one hand, they certainly can be. I mean, you think about it, Canadians' hearts are in the right spot when they're trying to save money and, and get their dollar going further, and that's mm-hmm. a good thing. 
And that means they're organized, they're looking for deals, potentially they're even searching online to find the best one. Uh, and ideally they save money. But the other side of it is the mania of it all could, could lead to some impulse purchasing on an already overburdened credit card. So what we suggest is if you plan to shop that day, make sure you have a plan. We keep coming back to that word plan and that you've mm-hmm. researched for the best deal for what, best deal for what you need and stick to that. Just stick to what you're looking for. In addition, make sure you have a plan to pay off that balance in full if you're using your credit card. Because if you don't, I mean, the result is two to three times of your, uh, you could spend two to three times over and above what you thought that great deal was with interest over time if you're just paying the minimum payments. So that great deal you found on Boxing Day, on Black Friday, on Cyber Monday, doesn't look so good anymore once you add, once you triple it or double it. Right. So we put some examples together back on Black Friday on on what the impact of carrying that balance could be on that great deal that you've been searching for, and mm-hmm. and, and truthfully, it's, it's it's a bit astonishing, uh, if I might. I mean. There's, if you looked at a, fridger, a refrigerator that was available on Best Buy and the discounted price was something around $1,900 and it would save you about $1,000 off of the original price. Okay. But if you only paid the minimum payment each month mm-hmm. on your credit card, it would likely take you around almost 15 years to pay it off. And okay. including interest, that roughly $1,900 purchase price would balloon to about four, just over $4,300. Wow. So your yeah. savings of $1,000 doesn't look so good anymore if you just waited before you had all the money in the bank to pay it off. Right. Originally you bought it. And I think that's the kind of example, Jeff, that that can really be used to educate people about the impact um, you know, the true cost of something if you are using credit to pay for it. Um, and I think that can certainly help with the with that impulse when you see a deal that's too good to to pass up. Um, it's time for us to go for a break right now, and uh, definitely want to have a little bit more discussion along those lines when we come back from the break, Jeff. Sounds good. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Len focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. We're back. Uh, 
the show is called How to Have a Joyous Holiday Season Without Going Deep Into Debt. Jeff Swartz from Consolidated Credit is with me today. Um, so, Jeff, one thing I would like you to, to comment on, I think the um, it's somehow there's something about the way we use the term saved. Um, you know, really... If you save money, it means that that you've that you've taken that money and you've you've put it away. But when you go out, when we go out shopping, and there's something that we didn't intend to buy that day, um, but but it was on sale, and we say, "Well, I saved a hundred dollars because I bought this," <laughs> <laughs> and and really we didn't save money because we didn't put money away. But uh, that's the way we use that term, saved, isn't it? It is, and it's funny. Someone mentioned this to me a little while ago. Is that we we have the opportunity to rationalize anything that we do if we just put our mind to it, and I think that's one of the cases here, is where we may have saved a thousand dollars on the purchase of something, but did we do anything with that thousand dollars, or did we just use that as a an excuse to do something that we didn't plan for? Just like you said. So yeah. We have to be cognizant of the fact that if we really save something, then what are we doing with that savings? Are we putting it to good use? Right, right. Well, to really save the, you know, if you're buying something that costs five thousand, if you, you know, to really save it, you need to have the, you need to have the five and save the two. That's right. Uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And that's what these holidays. I mean, it's just these holidays are they're they're reaching us in so many different ways and creating such a level of urgency that we have to do it now or we're going to miss that opportunity. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's almost sucking us in. The the temptation is too great to avoid, and that's why we keep using that word today, plan, 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 because mm-hmm. if we can find the discipline to stick to that plan and adhere to what we've written down, we're going to be in far better shape, regardless of what the marketers out there have, have tried to encourage us to do. Right, right. So everywhere we look, it's it's technology, and we have you know there's online buying, but you know we should you'd think with the technology we have the ability to track things um, much more than we ever had. Where you know where you can see you can see the money going in and out of your of your bank account, you know just almost immediately as it happens is this helping or hurting our ability our ability to budget i think in many cases if we are budgeting and if we are utilizing those opportunities to follow what we spend and understand the impact of that it's an excellent step in the right direction it helps to keep us organized like for example for me i mean i i put a lot of things on credit card but i make sure that i pay it off in full every month just because I think it's a fantastic tool to allow me to track my expenses Mm -hmm. and even still there's some reward points associated with it as well. But the other side of that technology is that it's taking away something that we've had and and even over the years that's changed so dramatically in how we purchase things. I mean right down to when credit cards weren't, uh, weren't, weren't prevalent people would physically have to take something out of their pocket and transfer it to someone else. So there was a, really, there was a real feeling of loss in that. And that mm-hmm. often helped 
to provide some sort of break or some, time, uh, some sort of thought as to whether we really needed that item. And then it went to credit cards, and we still even had to sign the chit for the credit cards. Now, it's, we're going in the direction that you can even look at something and potentially you can purchase it by looking at it. And <laughs> we're not there yet, but I know that's the direction we're going in. So it's, it's not even so much as that, that break has been eliminated. It's, there's no physical interaction at all. And, and all of a sudden, the, the item might end up at our door the, the very next day. And I mm-hmm. think these easy one-click options are are taking us away from that reflection time that's so important and whether it's a 30 minute break or when it's a, whether it's on big purchases it's a 24 hour break whatever that is we need some of that reflection time to make sure that that purchase is in our best interest for sure for sure the, and- the other side of that digital stuff too Lynn is and we alluded to this earlier and it's fairly important is that we're getting bombarded with messages that when we look at something online, oh, by the way, people who purchased the item you're looking at also looked at mm-hmm. purchasing these other items. And then there's like four or five at the bottom of the page. And say, oh, wouldn't that be nice? And that's where the impulse shopping goes on because you probably never would have considered that. So that's another digital opportunity for the marketers that many people are taking advantage of. And it, it, it's, it's right. tending to put us further into debt. Yes. Yeah. So, Jeff, how long have how long have credit cards um been in existence and and really been been used extensively? Well, I think the uh, to to address the the last part of what you said, I think they've really come into their own probably in the last 5 to 7 years when when a lot of the technology around processing them became even mm-hmm. better. Right. And even now with the chip technology, you go to a restaurant and and where it used to be, okay, well, they gave you the bill for the, the meal and then they would come back and then you give them the credit card and then they'd walk away with the credit card. Right. <laughs> like even that took time. Now they have these portable machines. Everything, as soon as they give you your bill, I mean, if you want to look at the bill, great. Otherwise, they'll take yeah. it right then and there on their machine and it's done. Um, but if you go back to when it started, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was the 60s or 70s uh, with the advent of credit cards, uh, and I probably started very early on with charge cards. So it wasn't something that you could carry oh, from right. month to month to month. You had to actually pay it off in full. So the, the extent of the credit that they were providing you was really just that 30-day window. Right. And expected you to pay it off within that time frame. Yeah. But it's really been a tremendous convenience for people. There's no question about well, it. Well, yes, and, they've and made I it. Think... They've made it really easy for us to to spend money. And that was um, my thought was, you know, with the credit cards being used so much, as you said, it's become so easy in the last five to seven years, coupled with uh, how easy it is to spend money online, and you know, we haven't been educated to. Um, really to, in our minds, combat what the marketers are doing to us, I think. You're right. And I think it, it, while we may blame it on the marketers and the digital advancements and everything, I think it goes even further than that in so much as we, we haven't been provided with or we haven't taken the time to develop tools to manage our financial resources personally. And I know that's mm-hmm. a mouthful, but at mm-hmm. the end of the day, 
you need to have a clear understanding of what's coming in in terms of income and also how you're spending that money on a regular basis. And if you do have that, you may alter your decisions so that you can try and live within your means. Um, not that I'm going to point blame at these individual items, but they certainly have helped us along the way in the last 20 years, is this surging housing market whereby mm -hmm. people that do own their homes have utilized that as a bit of a cash register so that they can continue to take money out and then combine that with the lower interest rates so it becomes and all the interest vehicle or the credit vehicles that are available like a line of credit that you can get at all you have to do is is pay off the interest each month it becomes very very affordable to have all these goods and that's where the consumerism that we call comes from and it's just making it that much more affordable i mean i remember the day when my parents had to buy a car, well, they had to plunk down thousands of dollars that day that they were picking up the car, and it's gotten to the point with leases and financing, well, it's it's only a few hundred dollars a month, so it makes mm -hmm. it very easy to be able to afford those things with the advent of credit, and with interest rates low, it makes it even easier to be able to manage that credit. And um, also make so a quick the, decision. Yes, Yes, because right? it's, so only, a uh, it's only a three hundred dollar decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I didn't I didn't save for six months or a year before, and and I haven't been thinking about this car for six months or a year. Um, yeah, it I I can see there is a big shift in, um, you know, big shift in in the that that ease creates, for sure. Yeah, and so, then it throws some of these other financial initiatives that we had out of the window because the temptation was so great to keep up with the Joneses to get the latest and greatest. Whatever the, the rationalization or the temptation was, we throw out sound financial management out the window and, and we, we, we succumb to these other temptations. Right, right. And it's very easy. It's very easy for one for one decision to throw off headway that you may have made, um, you know, try, trying to do the planning and um it, it's it's quite easy to throw a budget off as well um, yeah it, and remembering what i said as the backdrop to this conversation that's even elevated during the holiday season when we want to be so giving and and show our appreciation and we find that we're doing this through a material way uh, instead of something else then it it throws that budgeting even more into a tailspin Right, right. Um, so, what are what are some of the unexpected costs of the holidays? Because, um, you know, here we've said it's very easy to throw a budget off track. What are some of the unexpected things that can come up? Well, just to throw another stat your way uh, from the BMO holiday spending report, um, yeah. just to lead us into this, 14% uh, of the people surveyed anticipated last year they were going to go into debt. But if you remember the other stat, 28% actually went into debt. So that right. tells us that people are overspending. And typically the items that can really hurt your budget or weren't planned for in your budget are things like parties. So when you go to a friend's house for a party or even if you host a party, all the snacks and food and alcohol associated with that uh, entertainment may not mm -hmm. have been put into your budget. 
So you got to find right. something's got to give. If you're paying cash for that, then something else has got to give, and perhaps you're going to go into debt on on your your gifts that you did plan for. Then there's all the other small gifts that add up, and it's it's tipping these people as whether it's the person that cuts your hair or or the person that takes your garbage, whatever that might be. If you haven't provided for that, these small things, the teachers, if, if you have a family, they start mm-hmm. to add up. And unless you're right. planning for that in your budget, you're gonna you're gonna end up going into debt. Um, the the other one that we talk about is, is holiday travel. Okay, so okay, yep. a lot of a lot of people travel over the holidays, and that adds up to can be up to big things, especially when you start to increase for accommodation, uh, gas, all that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see how that would it would be something that you might not think of, right? Is the gas to make the trip to grandma's house and and that kind of thing too. Even um, though that pricing is going down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other we, thing we don't we think about too is when people come to to spend time with you. Right. So if they're visiting you, it could be increased food, increased drink, all that sort of things that right. potentially you didn't add on, but that's a real cost. Yes, for sure. It's a, I think a good for us to go um, for a break again, Jeff, and when we come sure. back, um, we'll talk about some ways that, that you can give us maybe that will help us stay on our budget through the, uh, through the holidays. Great. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Len focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Step Right with Lynn. My guest today is Jeff Swartz from Consolidated Credit. And the topic is how to have a joyous holiday season without going deep into debt. So, Jeff, what are some of the practical things that we can do to to keep us on a budget? Or I kind of like to use the word plan or stick to our plan. Um, the, the word budget, people sometimes uh, think of that quite negatively, but how can we stick to our plan during this time of year? A good question. One of the first things, make a list and check it twice. Um, <laughs> you want you want to save the big gifts for immediate family. If, if you're going to go all out on some of these gifts, then you know what? Do it on your immediate family. 
And then perhaps when it comes to your extended family, even split it up amongst the people so everybody isn't getting everybody a gift. How about split it up where you'll get one person a gift, someone else will get another person a gift, so then you get one gift each, and it makes it a little bit easier and spreads the cost out a little bit. Um, yeah. Give, give the cost it's, it's a, a rest. It's about reducing stress, too, I think, Jeff. Like having to buy one gift because your group, you know, drew names, however they, Secret Santa, however they want to say they do that, um, it's a lot less stressful to know you have to buy one thing than, than to think that you have to buy 15 different things. Yeah, so, there's enough going on during this, and I agree with you. If we can reduce the number of the things that we have to do, the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So financially, the stress is one thing, but also, you know, just the stress of the busyness as well, I think, is is improved with that. Now, the other one that I was mentioning was uh, give the plastic a rest. So mm. wherever possible, and 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 I, you know what, I'd be naive if I told people to stop using their credit card. But wherever possible, try and stick to cash or debit. Charging right. it and getting about it is is only going to haunt you when the second or third week in January comes around, and you're going to have buyer's remorse. So if you can take care of it right away and and pay with your debit card, it's out of your account, and and that's the last time you have to worry about it. Right. Okay. Um, and now, do you think uh, do, do you think people think about what they've spent through the holidays, or do they put it to the back of their mind until January? I, I think they do. I, I think there's some avoidance there. It might be in the far recesses of the mind that something's going to come in the mail one day, and then they're going to have to face it. Um, mm-hmm. but while the holiday season is on, and too often uh, we, we've heard about this, oh, you know, it's the holidays, we do this once a year, it's just going back to that rationalization, uh, I deserve it, I worked hard, and all these are things are true, I, I, I can't deny that, but do we really have to do that by spending money and, and buying material goods, or is there another way to satisfy that as well? Mm-hmm. Um, and do you have some ideas along those lines too, Jeff? Well, I think I think it, uh, uh, one of the, the last tips I was going to provide is, is 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 there's all sorts of different ideas that people have around savings that I've never even thought of. So what we did at Consolidated was we actually put out a, a contest on Twitter, and mm-hmm. uh, so since September 15th we've had our own tips. So September 15th is is really a hundred days to Christmas. And okay. so each day, each day we uh, we put out a different tip on how to save for the holidays. So the campaign, if if someone utilizes Twitter, is hashtag 100 days 100 ways. And so each okay. day a different tip. We, we would tweet out a different tip. But on top of that, you know, we said our tips aren't only the the, the only ones out there. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the people that are following us have their own tips. So we put out a contest. And uh, if you're, what we suggested to is to tweet us at our uh, our tweet handle, which is at debt underscore free underscore the number two day, and mm-hmm. use that hashtag 100 days 100 ways. And we still have one more contest. So for your listeners out there, that contest isn't finishing up until the 18th, and it's for a hundred dollar gift card to Shoppers Drug Mart. So okay. what we do is people will tweet us their entries on how they save. 
And what we do is we pick the best one and we'll give them a hundred dollar gift card. So we've done this, uh, and we did this in October and we did this in, in November. And our November winner, uh, which, which, which garnered a, a ton of entries, we picked one and I, I'm, I'm trying to think either they were the East Coast or the West Coast. And it was, you know, all year long they've been saving their, their coins and putting them in a jar. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's 20 cents one day or whether it's uh, $3 another day, they just empty their pockets, put it in the jar, so when it comes time for Christmas, they've got everything pretty much paid for. Wow. Uh, which was I thought was a neat idea because instead of it losing, falling on the ground, or, or it, yeah. it goes into a, an opportunity to be able to utilize that money. Yeah. Uh, the first one, and, and, and this actually goes right to credit cards, is that that the, we are awarded this one is use your reward points for Christmas gifts or holiday gifts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if utilizing idea. your credit card and you're managing it rather than going into debt or spending cash, if you can utilize those points, I mean, why not utilize those points? Find a way so that you don't have to spend as much cash over the holidays and and utilize them to purchase the goods and services because there's so many different things online that you can purchase with your points these days uh mm-hmm. and at the same time you can save some money so we thought those were uh, some great ideas around what to do for the holidays yeah, yeah that is excellent right now, a couple of couple of other small ones uh really is is live lean where you can I mean, the holidays are full of pricey parties and engagements. And if you have a night or two where you have no obligations, you know what? Give your wallet a rest and and even think about trying to hibernate in January for a little bit because you've you've probably indulged quite a bit in the month of December. Um, Mm -hmm. So where you possibly can, live lean and and give yourself a rest. uh, And then uh, hopefully you'll have a little bit more so you won't have to go into debt uh, when you do indulge. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, those are good. Those are good tips. I I really like the idea of the contest. That sounded like that was a good way to to have some fun as well with finding out, getting some great ideas. Uh, were were there any other great ideas that? Uh, oh, I'd have to find a list, but uh, a, a lot of them centered around and and this is again going back to that backdrop is is going around back to what the true meaning of the holidays were and to try and find opportunities to show the value in our relationships in thing other than uh uh something that you have to buy so mm-hmm. if, if you've got someone who has trouble sh- grocery shopping or shoveling their driveway next to you you know what why not give them a little coupon book or even just go over and do it a, a few days or make the promise or the commitment that you're going to do it so that they don't have to worry about it and and right. i would suggest that that means more than anything that you could buy them and even craft ideas that you can do whereby you're spending very little or even you're using what you have in your own home and putting something together to show your appreciation for that person. So we we saw a lot of those ideas which we thought were great. Uh, Other ideas were, uh, and and I like these ideas, but you have to be able to stick with this and have the space for it, is buy ahead of time, Uh, especially as Mm -hmm. it comes to decorations and and holiday uh, wrapping and cards and things like that, is buy it on December 26th or buy it on January 2nd or whatever the day is that much in advance because we all know if you go into any of these stores 
if they have the choice of restocking it for the next year or blowing it out on a super sale, they're probably going to try and blow it out on some super sale. And if you can house it and you know it's not going to change in value come next year, then you're probably going to get a great deal on it uh, versus Mm -hmm. having to buy it at the last minute. I mean, clearly you don't want to potentially do that with technology gifts or the like with that because technology changes so much. But things like wrapping paper and decorations, often those stay the same from year to year. Yeah. We had a a, a situation, my Lions Club, for our Christmas party at Lions, we, um, we were going out to a restaurant and then we started to have, we have a hall, so we were starting to have it catered in the last couple of years. A caterer came in. Well, our our president kind of goofed things up and didn't get the got the he got the um, the caterer booked for the wrong day. So in the end, um, we still threw in our our twenty bucks for our dinner, but we did pock. And so we ended up that we ended up that our Christmas party ended up being a a fundraising Christmas party instead of a. Um, you know, instead of just us indulging ourselves, and and uh, it, it worked really, really well, and it really pointed to me that, you know, we really do need to simplify, and um, you know, the the values there. You know, you were talking about the value of uh, of the driveway, and we still had a wonderful time. We still we had a really wonderful meal. It was great. Uh, so I think that kind of points to. Just, you know, if we could get back to things being a little bit simpler, as you said, valuing the relationships and, and the time we spend together and, and um, just finding out some ways we can do it without spending so much money. Yeah, and, and, and truthfully, the other side is we do this in my office uh, around Thanksgiving, and I, I'm not sure if we do it well at the Christmas time, is that we we have people from all different countries that work in in my office, and it doesn't necessarily need to be that way, even as, as it relates to, to your Christmas party. Typically, people will bring the best thing that they make to a potluck mm-hmm. dinner. So it's all right. of a sudden you're experiencing something that you may not have experienced in that way before, and it's absolutely fantastic. So there's all sorts of benefits. And then you take a look at that person and you're looking at them differently than before because of what they contributed and how they did it because, you know, there's something of real value to you there. And people right. often miss that. So getting back to the simpler things like you talked about, there's all sorts of benefits in doing that, not just the savings. Right. Yes, that's for sure. So we've we're we've been talking about going into debt to provide for the holiday season um like is it okay is it you know is it wrong um you know are we you know are we putting a, a judgment on this um what can you say to that jeff I, I think in large part that potentially we are, and, and we're, we're going down a path that is not necessarily constructive for, for anybody. Um, whether it's, well, I've got to up, I've got to raise the bar in comparison to what my neighbors are doing or what I did last year, um, or, and there's always a number attached to it. And this, this hyper consumerism that we're, we're living in, is really nothing more than a marketing tool by the retailers. But the other side of that is what are we losing by putting that material value on something as opposed to putting some more of our our own feelings and emotions into what we're doing? Because at the end of the day, 
it's all about us showing appreciation for those people that have supported or helped us or been a part of our lives in the last year and by and you use the words judgment and and unfortunately that that word can go in many different ways it can go, it, we can utilize it in terms of our finances and, and what kind of position that's putting us in and and are we really creating a facade by going into debt when, it, when we're purchasing things with money that we don't really have uh, or are we looking at it and say, well, how is that person going to think of us unless we get them a really expensive gift? Mm. And that's not right. necessarily a constructive way to go either. I, no. I'm, I'm of the more simple manner. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. I'd rather do something personal for somebody and uh, and have them feel that way as opposed to going down the the heavy expensive route that potentially is going to throw my budget out of whack. For sure, for sure. Um, Yes, I appreciate that thought very much. Anyway, it's time for us to go to a break, and which we will do, um, and uh, we'll be right back after this message. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Len focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S., 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. This is Lynn Wedham. My guest is Jeff Swartz from Consolidated Credit, uh, and we've been discussing the holidays and the f- money that we're going to be spending over the holiday season. Um, so, Jeff, we've talked a lot about, about credit cards and you know not using them, but can credit cards be used wisely when we're shopping for the holidays? I think so. We talked a little bit about this at the beginning, and and I I am a firm believer that credit cards are not inherently evil. Um, Many people benefit from them, benefit from the use of them if they're used properly, if they're used wisely. Uh, Just just a couple of things that we've touched on. One is, I mean, really they're a fantastic organizational tool, and and typically they're in real time. So if you wanted to look at something at the end of the day uh, as to how much you've spent over the uh, over your since your last statement, you, you can pull up that information online. Uh, mm-hmm. You can also utilize there's there's so many different types of credit cards out there that will actually help your life along. I mean, some people want cash back. Uh, some people want uh, gas. Some people want groceries. 
Some people want other reward points that they can use for travel. So the, Some people want no annual fee. Some people want a lower interest rate. There's a myriad of different types of credit cards to fit your lifestyle. The key, again, is is to use them wisely. And, I mean, just, just as a as a means of information, uh, your listeners can go to creditcards.ca or bankrate.ca, and they actually have tools out there where you can compare one credit card to another and see what best fits your lifestyle and actually obtain that credit card if you're going to get a credit card. The point hmm. is is we have to use them wisely. And, and what I mean by that is, and we keep going back to that plan, um, just because you purchase it today and you're going to pay for it tomorrow, we, we have to understand that we don't want to be paying for that next year. So tomorrow right. is one thing, but years and years and years later is not necessarily a good thing. And one of the things that the credit card industry put in a few years back in terms of some legislation was that they actually had to write down at the bottom of the credit card statements if people only paid the minimum amount, how long and how much was it going to take to pay off that credit card bill or statement as it stood today? And, I, and it was a bit of a, a light, enlightening experience for many consumers. Many consumers mm-hmm. ignore it altogether, but if you, have a large, if you have a large balance on your bill and you're only paying the minimum each month, that, that bill, if you're only paying the minimum, can go into decades. And, oh, yeah. and when we talk to people at Consolidated, often the credit card statement, the way they're paying them off, could outlive them. And that's mm-hmm. not necessarily a good thing either. So no. from that perspective, you really want to make a plan as to how to retire that debt. Because if you're carrying that debt at 10, 18, 19, 24%, it really starts to add up with that interest. So one of the things that we suggest, I mean, we, we suggest three things. One, pay it with cash or debit if you can over the holidays. Two is right. if, you, if you're going to use credit, pay it off in full at the end of the month or when you get your statement. And three, if you're still having trouble with that, try and put a plan together that you pay, pay it off within 60 to 90 days because you really okay. don't want to be carrying this into the next holiday season. Right, right. And I would think once you got past the 90, that's you know that could be a good uh, a good possibility of it uh, still being there in down that that long into the future. So, um Jeff, if you would if you don't mind just, you know, tell how pe- people how they could reach you if they wanted to chat with you. Um you know, maybe even um explain a little bit about what consolidated credit um what they do for people as well. We've just got a few minutes, but I think that would be of interest um to know what a credit counselor can do for people. Sure, and and people reach out to us at various stages of what they're looking for as it relates to their personal finances. So, if you will, we'd like to be your starting point when it comes to personal finance. And while we may not be able to help you in a specific area, we certainly can direct you to someone that can get you the answers you're looking for. Even on the investment Mm -hmm. side, a lot of people that do call us, ultimately that do call us, are people that are in some sort of financial distress. I mean, our goal here, one of our main goal, is to help alleviate financial crisis on a personal level. So that could mean anything from someone who's doing fairly well on their own, but they're just frustrated that their balance is 
not going down each month, and we can provide them with some strategies on how to move that forward. To someone who may or may not be working, they've got debt, and they probably haven't made a payment in five, six months on that debt. We can even provide a strategy for them to help them out there. And then there's all the people in between her who maybe were off work for a period and they've built up some debt and now they're back at work at a fraction of the wage and they're having trouble managing it, mm-hmm. we could even intervene on their behalf with their creditors to try and come up with a more reasonable, realistic uh, payback plan for them so that their creditors get paid back and they can live a normal lifestyle based on what their their wage is right now. So we work with consumers, and it's primarily consumers, just to assess their situation and to provide some realistic solutions on how they can manage their debt now, but also to provide some great habits and great resources so that mm-hmm. they can manage it into the future. Now, these, these are great tools uh, for someone who is managing debt. The other side of what we do is helping them talk to their children and even dealing with youth around how to better manage their finances before they get into these situations. So we're often talking to students in high schools and who have just started their university career and trying to help them manage where they may not have had any tools or resources previously. Now, all this educational material, it's free. I mean, you call us, it's free. We're not going to charge you. We're a nonprofit organization. We're funded in part by some of the programs that we provide, but also contributions from the financial institutions to support the services that we provide. And and, and it really works out well. We're reaching people across the country. And uh, at this time where Canadians are more indebted than ever, uh, it's an important resource for them to be able to call us knowing that it's free and it's unbiased. Okay. We're running out of time, um, so tell people how they can reach you, Jeff. Sure. Uh, our, our website is www.consolidatedcredit.ca, uh, okay. and uh, the best number to reach us at, it's toll-free, would be uh, 1-800-656-4079. That's uh, 800 656 Four zero seven nine, and the beauty of that is, you'll talk to the first person that you'll talk to will be a counselor. Uh, no appointments great. or anything like that are necessary. We're going to have to say goodbye at that uh, at that point, Jeff. So it was great. We'll look forward to talking to you again. Bye Take for care. now. Bye bye. Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham will return next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself.